This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, friends. Thanks for joining me yet again. Appreciate you being here. Today's topic is really important to me, as well as a lot of other clients that I work with and have worked with over the years. And that's because all too often, (laughs) this is an underlying theme here at Making Shift Happen, but all too often I find that we tend to focus on our body weight a little bit more than maybe we should. And I hate to even use the word should, but still, it's, it's just the number on the scale is we're giving it more importance than what it's actually worth. And the body weight scale can be so damn temperamental anyways. And it's not really a great judge of progress since it only measures your relationship of your body in space with gravity. And this is why it's so crucial to strive for what we call non-scale victories or NSVs along, along your journey, even if your goal is to lose a few or maybe even a hundred pounds. So even if your goal is to lose weight, ultimately you still need to have some essence of non-scale victories in the lineup in terms of, you know, things that you're striving for or goals that you're trying to, to strive for, because just focusing on the, the effing scale is really just going to drive you absolutely, absolutely nuts. And this is partly because the scale ultimately generates a random number that is so dependent on God, a variety of factors. And therefore it can be pretty finicky think, let me, let me just list a few things here. Uh, uh, things, these are things that change the number on the scale that alter your body weight. That doesn't really reflect that you've actually gained or lost fat. And I think that's incredibly important to keep in mind because a lot of times what the scale is actually showing is that it's water weight that you're losing or gaining in just a matter of days, especially after things like the holidays. I know recently, by the time this episode's released, uh, Thanksgiving will have passed. So we'll have, you know, obviously other holidays like Halloween. These are very food centric holidays, like most holidays are. And after events like that, after special occasions, after weddings, after vacations, after these monumental events in your life, your scale can creep up or down just because water weight is ultimately what is is causing those fluctuations. It's not necessarily fat. So I think the undertone here in today's conversation on 10 ways to track progress besides body weight is just to keep in mind that fat weight is different than water weight. You know, your fat fluctuations and water fluctuations are two completely different things. I mean, ultimately to gain a pound of fat, you do need to eat in excess of your your maintenance level of calories. You need to eat about 3,500 calories and that's at a minimum. So, you know, keep that in mind while we're having this conversation today and you're listening in rather today. 
So like I said earlier, the scale can be kind of a random number generator for a variety of different reasons. And there's a lot of factors that that go into play with that number. And these include things like your hormones, your electrolyte balance, especially your sodium levels, uh, your fiber intake. If you've had a little bit more fiber or even less fiber, that can obviously intake a lot of things, especially your poop. <laughs> so your poop content uh, and your just your overall sense of regularity with your bowel movements every day, uh, that can really pay up play a huge role because, you know, you might just be full of shit. (laughs) You might just have a little bit more poop in you than normal, especially if maybe you're a little bit irregular in, in that particular time. Uh, your, your sleep can also impact your scale weight as can stress levels because stress levels can ultimately dictate your stress hormones in your body. And those fluctuations can cause, again, water weight. They can cause a little bit of, especially bloating in the abdominal area, just some things to kind of keep in mind. Now there's, I'm sure a few other factors that, you know, obviously come into play and can make an impact on your weight. A, A perfect example, and I see this quite often, especially with new clients that I'm training, new athletes that I'm training, is they'll start a plan and they're like, hey, well, good, I'm up like two pounds in a matter of a week or two. What the hell is going on, Jen? And, you know, I, I usually have to tell them, hey, just take a beat, take a pause. Don't worry about it. That is actually just your muscle, you know, kind of retaining a little bit more water because you're working. You're working your body more. You're working your body perhaps in a way that you haven't really lifted or worked it before, you know? So it, it is something to keep in mind that, even your workouts can impact your body weight. And that doesn't mean that you're losing or gaining fat in such massive swings day in and day out. Ultimately, it just shows that it's a reflection of water weight. So something to keep in mind and hopefully have you help you breathe a little bit easier with that knowledge, knowing that it's really just reflecting your your overall, your overall water weight. Now, one thing that the scale can never reflect is your worth. Your worth as a human, it can never reflect that on the number that it generates. So please do keep that in mind. Of course, easier said than done. I know that, you know, that takes a fair amount of time for a lot of folks to really come to terms with and unpack. And, you know, the same goes with your ability to to fit into your clothes from high school or whatever your goal is. Uh, you know, again, it doesn't really reflect your worth. And if you're constantly striving for this, this number on the scale and you're constantly moving that goalpost, that is just going to drive you absolutely batty. And I will link to, to another episode that I did in the show notes. Um, fuck the scale was the title. And I think it was, the title was very apropos at the time. But I think it's worth a listen if you haven't listened in on that. And I'll be reiterating a few other things, you know, here in this episode today. But I think that's a really good listen to if you, especially if you really want to hear me get riled up about the scale and just, you know, how much importance we tend to put on it that we really shouldn't. So, or we should try not to, I should say. Um, Now, another thing to keep in mind, and this kind of goes hand in hand with what I talked about with the strength training and just your workouts causing a little bit of fluctuations on the scale. It's really crucial that if you are lifting weights or you're doing some sort of resistance training because you 
you could be burning fat while you're also gaining muscle, especially if you're newer to strength. So this is incredibly important to just come to terms with the fact that the number on the scale doesn't necessarily reflect your actual, you know, pr- uh, progress overall. So again, just keep that in mind. All right. Promise me that. And last but not least is, you, you know, an, another thing that uh, you should consider is that you might be initially chasing a number on the scale. So maybe you have a particular number in mind, but what you actually want ultimately is something else. For example, like, uh, having more energy or being able to sleep better or not having high blood pressure or elevated cholesterol or a common one that I hear is, you know, to feel more confident naked. (laughs) And in fact, I just had a new client tell me that the other day during our our chemistry call and it, it cracked me up. It also really resonated with me because I could understand what he meant when he said that. And it's, it's safe to say that I think we all want to feel comfortable in our skin when we don't have any clothing on, you know, whatever that looks like and feels like to you, whether that's a sense of confidence or something like that, I feel like that is something that could probably speak to a lot of us. All right. So instead of focusing on the number on the scale, I really suggest trying to focus on these 10 ways to track your progress besides your body weight. All right. First thing, drum roll. Drum roll, uh, first one is having more energy. I think this is perhaps the number one difference that folks with me, who work with me rather, uh, they realize, especially in the beginning. And this is especially so if they're under eating and they're feeling like shit on their mountain bike rides, they're feeling just like shit in general on their gravel rides or in their workouts or in their life. They're not sleeping well. They're tossing and turning and they're, they're a light, very light sleeper. A lot of those things are just a factor of under eating, which is going to be a whole other podcast episode. I can tell you that right now. But ultimately, when you're eating a little bit more to actually effectively fuel your day and fuel your life you are going to in turn have an incredible amount of energy. And to me, that is the best feeling in the world. One of the best feelings in the world. And I think that that is something I would love for so many people to strive for is instead of chasing that number on the scale, you know, try to increase your energy, energy rather. And you you could do this by a variety of different ways. Of course, you can try to sleep better if you want, Um, but you can maybe eat a little bit more food, especially before your workouts or your bike rides and see if that helps with your performance. But also just trying to fuel yourself during the day with more whole foods, you know, a little bit less packaging maybe in your foods would be more ideal if you're doing that now. Uh, If you're eating more packaged foods now, then great. Try to eat a little bit more whole foods if you can. Again, it's not, it's not an end all be all, you know, of course the, the quickest way to kind of learn what you need to do and what you should focus on and triaging your focus. But the easiest way to do that is to work with a a coach who can kind of hold your hand through that. But if you want to have more energy, great. You know, just try to make some shifts, tiny shifts in your eating. Maybe try to eat one more serving of fruit today or vegetables today or tomorrow. Try tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, Just little tiny shifts like that can really add up, right? So One way that is a non-skill victory is having more energy. That's a really good feedback that you're doing something right. Second thing is sleeping better. So maybe you're sleeping longer. 
for a greater duration, or you're sleeping more soundly and you're waking up feeling a little bit more rest rested. That hands down is probably the number one thing that you can ultimately do really for your entire health and just your entire well-being is improving your sleep in some capacity. And fortunately, sleeping better is going to be a great progress metric for folks who are kind of on their health and wellness track. You know, that's that's not focused on their, their scale weight. Number three, feeling more confident. Whether it's when you're naked or not, it doesn't really matter. If you're feeling more confident, that is going to make you just feel like you're on top of the world, feeling like you do have more energy in all of this. You're going to feel like you can perform and just really show up for work and in life and with your partner and friends. And that's an incredible feeling. Another way that you could be feeling more confident is if you did recently start a strength training program, that could be changing your posture. That could be changing your ability to carry in all of the groceries in one trip to the house. I don't know what it is for you, but you could ultimately just be carrying yourself differently and feeling more confident in general. Number four, moving more easily. Your lifts or your exercises, they become better, more solid. Uh, hell, even your bike rides could feel more stable because you're getting stronger on and off the bike. You're getting more balanced on and off the bike. If you are working on a, a program that is a progressive overload type of program, you know, especially one that is involving some core movement and things like that, focus on core strength, uh, which is crucial on and off the bike, really, no matter what sport you're in, but moving more easily, moving without as many aches and pains, that is going to be a great progress metric to track and just be aware of. All right, number five, your clothes might be fitting differently. Maybe they're getting a little bit looser in their in the the waist. <laughs> shout out! Oh, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say his name. Uh, shout out to one of my clients. I'll go ahead and say I won't say his name though. But shout out to one of my clients who recently just uh, he bought his goal shorts that he wanted to wear and um, they're quite cute. He sent me a link, uh, but he he recently just got in, I think it was like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, he managed to get into the, into the shorts and they were his goal shorts and he was so stoked. Uh, he couldn't wait to show his wife and oh my goodness, like, yeah, he even included them in one of his check-in photos and I was just so excited for him because it was one of those things where, you know, he bought it when he didn't quite fit into them, you know, like they were a little bit snugger, but he knew with the progress that he was, you know, going through and things like that, he knew in a matter of a few weeks, he was probably going to be fitting into it and sure, sure as hell he did and he feels great. And he now, I will say, he's ticking all the boxes. He has more energy. He is sleeping better. His sex drive is increasing. That's another thing that I didn't actually include on these 10, these 10 factors here, these 10, you know, non-scale victories. But, you know, increasing your, your sex drive is also a great indication that your hormones are all firing and feeling really good. Um, but again, you know, shout out to him. I'm sure if he's listening, he knows who he is. But uh, much love to you, dude. But yeah, it's one of those situations that it it just feels good. You know, having your clothes fit a little bit differently, having them fit maybe a little bit better uh, is always a great sign. And on a personal note, you know, about, I guess about a year ago, I started to purposely gain weight because I was um, just under a little bit of stress and I, I thought it would be a good time, especially during the winter, just gain some weight, you know, uh, try to maybe gain some muscle, things like that. Of course, I gained more fat than I wanted to, but 
Again, it was all on purpose because I really wanted to put my body in a healing mode. And there was a moment when my hiking pants just became a little too tight around the waist and my thighs, honestly, because that's like the first place that that just, you know, that's just where the fat goes. (laughs) It's not my boobs, unfortunately. It's my ass and my hips and waist. But uh, I remember I put put on my hiking, sorry, I don't mean to laugh right on the mic, but I put on my hiking pants and uh, they felt, you know, different. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how else to say it, but they, they felt different. And, um, and I, (laughs) I remember I had to like bend over to pick up something and the top, cause they're snap, they're snap buttons. Cause they're, you know, like hiking pants, nothing fancy, but this top snap came, came, came undone. And I was like, Ooh, all right. I think, um, I think I've reached that pinnacle of where I want to be right now, but just only because I didn't want to go out and have to buy other hiking pants, honestly. Um, so then that's when I started to, to reel things in a little bit. And, you know, I even hired a coach myself just to keep myself accountable, uh, which is always highly recommended for anyone. Um, but especially if you are another coach, it's always nice just to have another coach, you know, bounce some ideas off of, but that was an indicator for me (laughs) that, you know, even though I wasn't necessarily weighing myself a ton, The way my clothes were fitting was definitely a little bit of a challenge. And even when mountain bike season started, you know, my mountain biking shorts were a little bit tighter than I wanted them to be, uh, which is fine. But it was it made movement on my bike and off my bike, honestly, especially when I was coaching people. It made movement a little bit different. So that's just a perfect example, a very vulnerable story, uh, but a perfect example of just clothes fitting a little bit differently and maybe a more positive light as well as a more negative light. So something to keep in mind. We're all human, right? I'm, I'm here to share about my life uh, just so you all have something to maybe relate to and also realize that I'm, that I'm fucking human too. So number six, another non-scale victory is increased endurance. If you have an increased endurance and your endurance is improving on and off the bike, that's fantastic. If your resting heart rate is getting lower, I mean, your recovery rate is increasing. These are all incredible factors. You can use Strava if you want to go ahead and and rate segments and test segments. You can do an FTP test. I mean, there's so many ways you you can see that your endurance is changing. But ultimately, when you're on the bike or even when you're working out or doing CrossFit or whatever your sport is of choice, just noticing that your breathing is different and noticing that, you know, it's not so laborious for you to actually breathe while you're doing your endurance effort. That's huge. Uh, and especially if you can go a longer distance, great. That, that indicates that there is some sort of progress there. Number seven, if you're achieving PRs or PBs, depending on where in the world you're listening, I have a few UK listeners here. So personal records or personal bests. And this includes on and off the trail. So like I mentioned earlier in uh, point number six, you know, just having those improved Strava segments or just feeling like you're, you're able to ride that seven mile loop even faster, things like that. Or hell, even if you're able to, you know, increase your overall one rep snatch max or back squat, you know, max, that is indicative of progress. So celebrate that. Number eight. And this kind of goes hand in hand with number seven too, but when you're able to lift more weight or you're able to use more resistance, that means there is some sort of progress there. And that is very indicative of 
just you winning in life and with your plan and with your program in general. And I think that we need to celebrate those, those little moments, even if you're changing from the, I don't know, the orange skinny, skinny band to the next level up, you know, with a bandit movement, that is going to be progress. And I think you need to applaud yourself for that. Number nine, doing more reps or sets or or even feeling like you're more stable when you're doing tempo work. Or for those of you that might not be familiar with what tempo work is, it's basically when you're doing like a squat or a deadlift or a bench press or some sort of pressing movement, really any type of strength training movement, and you're doing it with a different count. So instead of just busting out the reps, one, two, three, you're actually doing it for one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, done. You know, bring it back up, for example. Um, Perfect example is, you know, lately uh, I've been programming for, you know, a group of folks that I'm working with and just they're doing some tempo deadlifts. And that means they're basically taking three seconds to return the barbell to the ground. So that's a perfect example of, of tempo work. And I will say the first time that you do tempo work, it's generally pretty exhausting. But with time, you will start to feel more stable. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel like you're able to really withstand that tempo work for a greater greater duration of time. Um, and you're just, you're going to feel better all, all in all, right? Number 10, improving your relationship with food and your body. This I put it last for a reason because I feel like this is an incredibly important step and an incredibly important non-scale victory because your relationship with your body is incredibly important, especially if you do tend to have self-image or self, you know, any type of body image uh, issues, hate to call them issues, but you know, hurdles, things like that. And, you know, besides working on those things with a therapist, professional therapist that pertains to mental health. I think there are some things that you can do when you do step away from the scale and you don't use the scale only as your only progress marker. You know, use these other 10 things. And these non-scale victories, ultimately, when you're really looking at them, that will really prove to be so beneficial for you. And especially with this last one, improving your relationship with food and your body, it's so crucial, you know, having, having a different mindset around the holidays and special occasions and, and hell, even really just your everyday meals can really impact your overall relationship with food in just your life. And it can make it just feel much less stress-free or like you're not thinking of food 24-7. And, you know, there's just this sense of ease when you go to live life and not really stress about food, you like, you just kind of know like, Hey, I know I have right now. I know I have in my fridge, some rice. I have some quinoa. I have some cooked chicken. Um, the hells do I have in there? I have some eggs. I always have eggs. I love eggs. Uh, I always have egg whites too, just because that's a pure protein source. I think we might have some salmon in there as well. Like we have some solid protein sources. We have some solid carbs. I will always have effing blueberries and bananas. So I will always have them on hand. Uh, I go through them quite often, quite quite quickly, actually. Those are the two things I need to replenish more often during the week, as well as arugula. So like I, I know off the top of my head, I already have a variety of vegetables and fruits and protein and carbs. And I know I can whip up a meal just using those, you know, those simple ingredients. Put something together 
And it doesn't need to be anything fancy, but I'll top it off with a, a sauce or some sort of seasoning that really speaks to me and is something that maybe I'm craving in the moment today. But I don't, I'm at this point now in my own life, and this is my, this is my goal for most people that I work with, if not all, I want them to have this sense of ease that they know how to construct a meal and they know how to construct a meal based on what their needs are in that moment and for the rest of that day. You know, or maybe they have a race later that weekend and they know that they need to start maybe increasing their food intake a couple days prior, but they're not stressing about it. You know, they're, they're maybe trying to fine tune some things, sure, but I want there to be some give, some give and leeway around that. I want their relationship with food to be to be simple and sustainable. Sustainable is the biggest word that I, I really do tout with my team because I, I want... Believe me, I love working with my with my people when it comes to their nutrition and stuff. But I don't want them to work with me, you know, forever when it comes to their their nutrition, um, unless they just keep me on retainer or something like that for advice. So, in order for them to be able to sustainably navigate their own health and wellness and nutrition, you know, I want them to feel empowered and I want them to know how and what to do, you know, how and how and what to do to make a meal and that to me is so crucial and yeah improving your relationship with food is huge you know recognizing your cues when you're stressed or you're starting to go into maybe a mini binge over the weekend or something like that because you've in essence basically starved yourself during the week and have not giving yourself any type of bandwidth during the week. So your weekends get a little wild, a little crazy with food. And and I feel like, you know, improving that relationship with food and your body image and your, yourself, your body, so crucial. So, so crucial. So that, that to me is like a, a huge thing to applaud when you've made shifts in your relationship with food and your body. Oh, anyways, that, that one just hits home for me. Um, Especially, yeah, recently I I just had one client, uh, she just graduated actually, and she had worked with a, I don't want to say the name, um, she had worked with another nutrition coaching company, and very, very well known. In fact, I, I follow the owner, I I really like the owner a lot, you know, I feel like his heart is in it, in a, in a positive way, but unfortunately, their approach tends to breed some... Eating disordered type of disordered type of eating, I should say, and you know it took us a little while, um, especially the first few weeks, because she was worried since she wasn't necessarily counting macros and weighing and measuring every single thing. But I wanted her to give herself permission to just trust herself that she could creatively make a meal, and. It's not going to send her off the deep end in terms of the scale on the weight or the the weight on the scale. Um, and she did. And, you know, our, our last week was just last week, our last week together, rather, it was just last week. And she shared that, you know, she didn't really realize how disordered her eat, eating had gotten with the other coach and that, you know, my approach fortunately shed some light on not obsessing the little details and really just trying to look at big picture items. And uh, I can't tell you how much that meant to me um, for her to share that. And I think that that shift in mindset and that shift in her relationship with food and her meals and her partner while enjoying those meals is huge. And 
if there's something that I could do for somebody else in their life, it would be that, you know, it would be just to help them change their relationship with food uh, to where they didn't have to obsess over, over the little details and things like that. But anyways, eh, that's it. Those are those 10 non-scale victories. Okay, we're done. I'm, I'm hitting pause now. Um, just, I, I had to bring some levity because I was starting to get a little choked up there for a second. But keep in mind that, you know, sure, some of these metrics and non-scale victories are very subjective and they're based on really how you feel, <laughs> uh, which can be very elusive for some folks. But how you feel is damn important in how you live your life. And to me, that is sure as hell more important than a silly damn meaningless number on the scale. And by focusing on these, on these non-scale victories, you can begin to really broaden your ability to see your progress overall. And it also allows you to see the value in your health and wellness goals outside of the context of, of your body weight, which is a damn magical place to be, in my opinion. And if these things resonate with you and you are looking for someone to work with to help you celebrate your non-scale victories, then yeah, reach out to me. I, I do have a link. I'll go ahead and link it in the show notes for you to apply to work with me. So reach out. You know, if you think that we would be a great fit, I would love to hear from you and we can schedule that chemistry call once you apply with me. And not to be inauthentic in offering my services or, or anything like that here, but, but please know, I, I do keep a, a client limit, let's put it that way. And I've only really had a couple of clients graduate recently. Of course, that changes every month. You know, I usually have a couple clients graduate every month and I do choose to really only take on a select number of clients at any time. So don't be surprised if you do apply and I do say, you know, hey, we're going to have to just wait a couple of weeks for you to actually be onboarded. Um, you know, maybe up to four weeks. It just depends kind of where, when you reach out to me and where I am in the cycle. But especially with the new year coming up, we do have, you know, a few more people reaching out just because they're wanting to get a head start. They don't want to wait a day longer. And I applaud them for that because sure, the holidays are coming up, but I can also teach you how to, how to navigate the holidays to where they're not stressful. And you're not, you're not worrying about that slice of pumpkin pie or whatever pie you like, apple pie. I don't care. Uh, I'm not here to judge what you like, but I think it's important to take control of your life and take control of your nutrition, especially, and just some of your lifestyle factors like sleep and stress management and hydration and things like that. Because ultimately I feel like, you know, you and others would really find a difference and see these non-scale victories. You would have more energy, you would feel more confident, you'd increase your sleeping. And, and I think that once you do these things, that's when things can just shift so much in your life and with your relationships and your friendships and your, gosh, everything, your work, I, I can't even tell you how much could change. So if you've been thinking about it, apply. That's all I ask. And as always, I'm so incredibly grateful for you to be here and listening to this episode today. And if you found this, this episode helpful, then I would love for you to share it on the socials and subscribe if you haven't already. It really does mean a lot to me to have your support. And I say that so genuinely from my core. Anyways, I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope you learn to embrace all of your non-skill victories this week and every week going forward. Much love. Bye.